traveling for the Christmas holidays, and so we welcome you, and we're so glad to have you with us this morning and visiting family and friends here. Thank you for being with us, and if you're in town tonight, we also invite you back tonight at 5, and if you're staying really long, then uh, we invite you Wednesday at 7 for our class. So we're just glad to have everyone here with us this morning. I'm going to set this over here. We'll get to this later. see what that is here in a minute. So we're looking at our lesson from, uh, we'll, we'll start in uh, the book of Philippians chapter 3. We're looking at our lesson this morning, to live is Christ, to live is Christ. Think about this, is it true that we are who we are today, that who we are today is the sum total of our past decisions? Is that true? Are we destined to be tomorrow a sum total of our decisions today? Do I still have free will to be who I want to be today or tomorrow? Or am I destined to be and become whatever my past decisions have been? And we could talk a lot about those kinds of questions and spend a lot of time on those. But I want to try to zero in on those questions and look at our relationship with God when it comes to our past, present, and future. And so let's look at Paul's life in Philippians chapter 3. And if you'll turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 14, I hope you don't mind reading the Bible. I want to look at some texts and let them tell us some things about uh, how we live our lives and what about our past and how do, we, how do we make sense of things. Look at what Paul writes in Philippians 3, starting in verse number 4. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more, he says. Circumcised on the eighth day of the uh, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness un under the law, blameless. But look at this, verse number 7. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. Look at verse number 11. That by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have been made, uh, made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead. 
I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we heard that. Now, he, he, listen to what Paul says about himself over in Acts chapter 26, verses 9 through 11. He says, I myself, giving a testimony of his life, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. And in raging fury, do you see, Paul? In raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. Paul had a past, didn't he? Paul had some kind of past. He had persecuted the church. He had uh, persecuted the church with zeal, with raging fury. He was locking up people because of their faith. This was his mission in life. He even was a witness of and approved of Christians being killed. Now it's possible that we, know, we do know that later after Paul became a Christian, he had a past that he wasn't real proud of, didn't he? He had some things in the past that don't you think he, he regretted those things that he did? Don't you think he, he, he thought about the, the things that he did and remembered some faces that he saw and the things that he did to people because they were Christians and regretted the things that he did? How do you think that might have made him feel when he looked back at his past before he was a Christian? Now, as a Pharisee, he was accomplished, wasn't he? He was an accomplished, successful Pharisee. He, he was an expert in the law. He was an elite. He was emerging and surpassing uh, his, his, his brothers and, and uh, excelling in the ranks. He had everything going for him in his career. He, he was successful. Everything looked good in terms of his career. But he tells us, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as what? Rubbish, trash, in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him. So here's the first thing I want us to look at. Paul left his past in the past because of what God had done for him. Paul left his past in the past because of what God had done for him. Now we need to understand something about Paul, though. Paul's life was now centered on living for Christ. His goal in life was to uh, serve Christ, to live for him, to proclaim him. Christ was his motivation in life. Everything about his life was about being in Christ and being found in him. And we know that when he was converted, he was on the way to capture and imprison more Christians, wasn't he? And in Acts chapter 9, we see his conversion story. And, the, and Luke writes, Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, 
Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said to him, who, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. And so the light had blinded Paul. He couldn't see. They led him into the city, into Damascus, and he met with Ananias who God had uh, prepared. And uh, Ananias, <coughs> God used Ananias to heal him of his blindness. He could see again. And then the Bible says he rose and was baptized. Now in verse 20 of Acts chapter 9, look what it says. And immediately, he stayed with the, apostles, he stayed with the brothers for a few days, and it says, and immediately... He proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God, and all who heard him were amazed. Look at what the people said about Paul. They said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose to bring the bound before the chief priests? And they, didn't, they didn't even believe him yet. They were suspect of him. Paul, uh, but Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. So do you think Paul really forgot his past, as he said there in Philippians 3? Did he really forget his past? If, if you had done the things that Paul had done, if you had had the success that he had had, if you had done the horrible things that he had done, would you forget those things? So as a human, we know Paul didn't literally forget the things of his past, did he? You don't, you don't forget the things that you regret. You don't forget the successes in your life. You remember those things. So what do you mean, Paul? Help us understand this. <coughs> Excuse me. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verses 1 through 10, and Paul writes, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain, for I delivered to you of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Look at verse number 8. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles. Listen to him. Unworthy to be called an apostle. Why? Why do you feel that way, Paul? Because I persecuted the church of God. He remembered, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though I, it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. And Paul said something similar to this in 1 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 16. I thank God, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful appointing me to his service. Now look at this. That though formerly I was a blasphemer, he's talking about how he used to be, who he used to be, and what he used to do. He remembered. He never forgot the things that he did in his past. He never forgot the regrets and, of course, the successes. I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent opponent. But I received mercy 
Why? Because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. He, was, he had zeal back then, but he didn't understand what he was doing. He hadn't become a Christian yet. And look at verse number 14. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Listen to what he says. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of, of who I am the foremost. He said, I'm it. If, 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 God, if, if he can save me, he can save, save you. This is real because he turned my life around. See, I didn't forget what he did. Paul isn't saying he forgot his past. He's remembering it, isn't he? Here's what he's saying. He never forgot his past and what God did for him. He left his past in the past because of what God did for him. But he never forgot his past and what God had done for him. Do you see that? You see the difference there? Here's what we do, though. We come over to our past, and we want to pick it up like this, and, and we, we walk around with our past. This is our past, and we say, look at my past. Look, look, let, me, let me tell you, look. Oh, you're not going to believe this. Look, look at what I have. I've got this. Look at my success. Look at, look at what I did in my life. Look what I accomplished. Do you see this? Let me tell you the story about this. Oh, I can't wait to tell you about this one. Have I told you about this? Have you seen this one? This is what I did. This is my success. Oh, I can't wait. I've got another one. Wait, I've got a, did you see my certificate? I've got the certificate that I got. Can you believe it? Let me tell you all about my past. And we carry it around and that becomes who we are and all of our identity. It becomes our present and our future. And then we also do this, don't we? We say, you seen this? seen this broken bowl in my life? You say, have, you, have I told you the story about how bad this hurt? Have you heard how awful this was? Do you see the pain that I have? Oh, I forgot to tell you about this. This was terrible. Do you have time? Let me tell you. You're not going to believe it. This happened to me. This is who I was. This is my identity. And so we bring out the regrets and the hurts and the pains and the sins and all of the mistakes and all of the guilt and all of that. And we always pull it out. We always pull it out and we show everybody. And anybody who'll listen, we're, carry, we're carrying it around. We never put it down. We're carrying it around. You wanna, what do you want to hear about? I've got, oh, I've got, I've got stories to tell you. What do you want to hear about? And so everything about our past, our successes, our failures, our accomplishments, all of those things, and our hurts and our pain and our guilt and our sin and our regrets and all of that is right here. And we carry it around and we don't let it go. And this is what we talk about. This is our identity. This is who we are. So let me ask you something. If this is what I carry around, and this is what I talk about, and this is who I am, in the, who I was in the past, who am I now? I am these things in here, aren't I? And who am I going to be tomorrow and next year and 10 years from now? Everything in here. 
this. Because my present and my future is all about what happened in the past. And my whole existence is about repeating it. So I put the record on the record player and I set it to repeat. And all it does is repeat. When all the songs are over and the needle gets to the center, it picks up. You remember those? And that arm goes to the outside and then it drops down and the needle starts playing. I had records too. <laughs> I had a lot of them. And they starts playing the album again until it's over. But here's what Paul is saying. Paul knew what was in, what was in his trash can, didn't he? And what did he call it? Paul had... Paul was a Pharisee. A fa Paul was the man. And he put it all in here in the past, and he said, it's rubbish. I counted a loss. It's meaningless. He said, here's what I do. I leave my past in the past. And I'm going to walk over here because that's my past. I know what's in there. I count it all a loss, everything rubbish, everything trash, because the only thing that matters to me is being in Christ. The only thing that matters to me is, is living for Christ, for to me to live is Christ. So I know what's in there, Paul said. I know the good things. I know the bad things. I know what's in there. I didn't forget what's in there, but I leave it over there because I have work to do for God. I've got a life to live. Didn't you hear what I said, how he turned my life around, Paul said? I've got a life to live for God. Look at what he says in 1 Corinthians 15. Remember Paul said, but by the grace of God I am what I am. See, he never forgot his past. He never forgot that it was God who turned him around. He couldn't have done that. It was God who had blessed his life and worked in his life so powerfully. He says, by the grace of God, he never forgot, I am what I am. And then he said, his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. You see, he said, I got to get to work. I'm not going to let God think, whew, I wasted my effort there. He's not going to let God shake his hand and wonder, when is this guy going to get to work? Is this all that I did? And there he sits. He said, no, I got work to do. Not that he was trying to earn his salvation, but he said, I, I, I know what God did for me. And that is, that's why that was his motivation to live and to serve. Now look at Philippians chapter 1. Because Paul said, to live is Christ. For Paul, to live is Christ summarized his life. Look at Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to live in the flesh, that means what? Fruitful labor. He said, I, I know what's over there. My past is in the past. I didn't forget it, though, because I've got fruitful labor. As long as I'm alive, I've got to serve Christ. I've got work to do for the kingdom. It means fruitful labor for me. Paul said, all of my life is about serving Jesus. See, he remembered his past because he could use it to relate to people, but he knew that uh, it didn't, his past didn't define him because he had been redefined by Jesus. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15. He said, the love of Christ controls us. 
Because we have concluded that one has died for all, Jesus, therefore all have died. And he died for all, listen to what he says, that those who live may no longer live for themselves, dwelling on the past, dwelling on me, my accomplishments, all of that, everything, but to live uh, for him who for their sake died and was raised. Do you see what centered his life? See, our life isn't about uh, what we've done and what we want when we're a Christian. It's about what God has done and what God wants for our lives. And so this morning, I want to ask you, what about you? What summarizes your life? Can you say the phrase, to live as Christ summarizes your life? Is that your motivation? Or are you still carrying around a trash can full of good and bad? We need to recognize what God has done for us in our lives. And if, and if you hadn't reached that point in your life yet, and, and you want to know what that is that God does for us in our lives, and you want to study or you want the prayers of the church, or maybe you're even ready to be baptized, you can do that this morning. We want you to know that the Oldham Lane Church of Christ is here for you. And if there's any way we can serve you this morning, you can come forward now as we stand and sing.